Hello again, everybody. This is Michael, one of your awesome Hades hosts. Uh, we decided that we'd redrop one of our holiday favorites, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a Thanksgiving classic. Please enjoy, and thank you for listening. If you don't mind, we'd just like to let ourselves off Nobody the gets out of this place without singing the blues. What? Nobody leaves this place without singing the blues. <laughs> During holiday travel, some people get delirious, some get delayed, and some get Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and a Paramount Pictures presents... Steve Martin. You're going the wrong way! What? Are you mad at me? John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Plane, train, and automobiles. See that bear again last week? Yeah, hello again, hello again. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Awesome 80s Elizabeth Shoe Podcast. This is Michael. This is Lawrence. And we also have a guest again this week. We do. Hello. That's Mike. Oh, that's our friend Mike. Mike. It's older Meg Glenn and old roommate Mike from Mike's Roommate Podcast. Other Mike's Roommate Podcast. Okay. <laughs> What's that website again? Mike'sApartment.com. <laughs> Mike's Apartment.com. Uh, so, uh, tis the season. Tis the season. To be thankful. To be thankful. Uh, is there any other movies that involve Thanksgiving that you can think of besides planes, trains, and automobiles? I don't know. What's your favorite other Thanksgiving movie? Well, there's Dutch. There's Dutch. With our friend Ed O'Neill, who's featured in uh, Modern Family. Yes. And this is going to bring us right away into our first segment of the uh, of the show. Shit, we forgot to talk about. Talk about. Uh, excellent segue, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we just recently did Can't Hardly Wait, and one thing that we neglected to mention is that Ethan Embry uh, was in Dutch. He was the kid in Dutch, which is a movie that we all share an affinity for. Uh, John Hughes film. John Hughes film. Well, uh, you wrote it. I don't think you. I don't think you directed it. And he had a different name, and I'll uh, defer to New Mike. Uh, what was his name in this movie? Ethan Randall. He went by Ethan Randall. Randall. Mm-hmm. That was his Randall. last name. Randall. 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 Cobb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which he eventually became Ethan Embry. I don't. I'm sure Randall is probably the real name, Embry, the stage name, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe his parents didn't want anyone know who he was. Uh, anyway, so Dutch is uh, has a lot of similar storylines. Maybe next year. Yeah. Is it 90s? It's, not, it's, it's like 90. Like 90, 91. We, yeah, but it's a John we, Hughes. We can rule break it. It's some a John point. Hughes. Uh, it's, a, it's a, we're not going to, this isn't a Dutch movie podcast, but the, uh, so we're not going to talk about it in depth. But I always had a, a, a love of Dutch because I remember watching it and being like seeing landmarks as they were traveling that I knew about. And they stayed in a shelter in Hammond, Indiana, which was my hometown. So I always got a little, a little choked up. Because that was the shelter I was born in. <laughs> <laughs> Much like uh, much like a Kurd from from the middle of Iraq. Right, right, Walmart, exactly. Yeah. Uh, did you any shit? Oh, shit, we forgot. Um, Jack Palance. Yes. I said he was in The Man Who Shot the Devalance. I was wrong. Uh, now we're going back to Tango and Cash. This is the Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango. Uh, Lee Marvin was the man that was okay. in The Man Who Shot the Devalance. Uh, I was thinking Jack Palance. He was in Shane. Come yes. back, Shane. Shane. Uh, Go back, Shane. I'd like to point out that you just completely misused shit we for talk for talk about. This is a segment called "Shit Mike Fucked Up." Fucked up. He got it wrong. So the sub the sub <laughs> subsection of shit we forgot to talk about is Mike fucked up. <laughs> oh, and uh, I'm not sure what what I messed up during our Tom Cruise month, but we talked about uh, I got C. Thomas Howell and Timothy Hutton mixed up. 
Uh, C. Thomas Howell was in The Outsiders with Tom Cruise, yes. and Timothy Hutton was in Taps yes, uh, with Tom Cruise. A, a loyal listener, Carrie, sent that in, calling, telling you that you... I, you uh, they're, they're, hey, hey, this oh, is the sorry. rock and science people. I, this is we just get in here, we do, we do, I we talk about do. these things, freaking talking about it, okay? Uh, C. Thomas Howell, he was in The Hitcher. Did you ever see The Hitcher? I did not. Rutger Hauer is pretty good. I, thought, I think maybe... When we get down to episode 300, maybe we'll hit it then. Okay. I don't agree with that. Uh, okay. Uh, well, do we have any th- other new business? Uh, no. Th- we're back to regular business. Regular business. So, uh, Thanksgiving is upon us. Uh, is anyone here on the Facebook? You- I'm on the Facebook. Well, what's uh, Facebook? There, it's, it's a site. Well, I think we have this, this exact same bit every um, time. So, <laughs> so we, uh, we're all, we are the Awesome 80s Podcast, and we're available on oh, iTunes. Okay. And Facebook. And Facebook. Uh, here's the thing. If you want us to stop promoting it, start commenting. Anyway. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. We do. It's the uh, the Awesome 80s Pod. The Awesome 80s Pod. All one word. All one word. Uh, here's the thing about the Facebook recently that is upsetting me. Is that people keep putting what they're thankful for. I guess this is something that someone decided would be great. I guess because you can get Betty White on Saturday Night Live that people think Facebook can change the world. I don't give a fuck what you're thankful for. I'm not going to tell you what I'm thankful for. Just be thankful for it in your mind. You don't have to tell anyone else what you're thankful for. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that Miss Shu made those great movies, and I'm glad that she's so involved with the internet. I, I <laughs> we're like this close to landing. Her. You know that, right? She's she, we're fishing any day right now. Any, any day, day now. now. <laughs> uh, or cease and desist letter. Or cease and desist okay, letter. Okay. Uh, which other friendly podcasts have received lately? Uh, so we're going to talk about plane trains and automobiles. It is a John Hughes movie. It was released in 1987. It was kind of seen initially as like his first like on non teen like non teen pick, and then also like John Candy and Steve Martin. They never really did like a non stupid comedy. Movie. Right, and actually, I want to I have I want to okay. go into that in great detail. Okay, uh, I wanna, we're going to analyze both the careers of these two fine gentlemen uh, and find out what they're both up to today. <laughs> what, by the way, one of them sleeping and rotting. Okay. Uh, was that in bad taste? I think that was John t- Candy. <laughs> oh! Hey, all right. I'm here to class up the joint. <laughs> By the way, if you go on our Twitter page, we are friends with Steve Martin, and he annoys me daily with his random nonsensical t- tweets. I was friends with him for like a day. Yeah, that I, didn't work out. I, 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 I got too I annoying. Think, I think we're yeah. unfollowing pretty soon. I just haven't got around to it. I'm but a, I've got four followers, too, and that's I mean, that's <laughs> saying something like, okay, I'm done with you. Would, would, you, would, would you like to make a deal? We could do a, a, a Twitter trade. <gasps> I don't think I have anything important to say, but maybe. No, you don't have to say anything. Well, I'll follow you. You follow me, we'll be good. Yes! All right. Got it. See, people, that's how it works. You want me that's to follow you? That's social networking right there. That is it. finest. That's what social networking is all about. The people who invented Friendster, this is what they eventually <laughs> envisioned. Except for the fact that once a month they send me an email reminding me they still exist. And also MySpace. They're still they send relevant. What's MySpace? MySpace. I've never heard that. Stuff too. Uh, MySpace is no longer social networking. They've relaunched. They they're relaunched. now they're now an entertainment website. They're trying to be MTV of the '80s. Got, oh, they're only showing music videos. Okay, okay. Uh, anyway, that was the social networking part of the program. Um, so, plane trains and automobiles, as you were saying, it was kind of the what John Hughes was trying to break out of his mold. Uh, give these two actors uh, different roles than they normally had played. And this movie did the one thing that you will always... If you do in any movie, I don't care how bad it is, if you do this in the first scene, you're going to get me to watch the entire movie. You start out by the opening shot being a, cur- a character who was on Murder, She Wrote. And when you have Doc from Murder, She Wrote behind the desk, I'm in! Uh, <sighs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so we start with Steve Martin. He's in a board, a board, board room. meeting with, 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 with Ferris Bueller's dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the doctor from Murder, She Wrote. Yes, and the doctor from Murder, She Wrote. Cabot Cove, man. Man. If only it was a real place. What? If only it was a real place. It's, we'll talk later. Okay, fine. Uh, okay. So, so he's he's bored to death. He's got to get the plane right. There's a 6 o'clock, but there's also... You could try to hit the 8 o'clock flight. No, he wants the 6, but he, there is an 8. There's a fallback. Okay. So he gets downstairs, but finds a cab. He's got a timeline. He gets a cab. And who do we see right away? Kevin and Bacon. Kevin F and Bacon shows up. You know what? Uh, Kevin fucking Bacon. We're Kevin fucking Bacon. Right. Uh, and uh, I believe the only reason he was in this movie 
is to promote the next movie. Not well. No, that's 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 what Hollywood wants you to believe. No, he was. That is what Hollywood right. wants you to believe. The reason he was in this movie was to give more links to Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. which was that great thing in 1998 when I was on AOL that everyone liked to play. <laughs> AOL, man. That, I mean, if AOL. you're not, if you don't have AOL, just, just wait. They'll send you one of those CDs. <laughs> oh God, I hate. It. Uh, so anyway, can we see Kevin Bacon right away? Uh, you did point out uh, the next John Hughes movie. She's having my baby. She's having a baby. A baby. Uh, and it's playing in the background. It's playing in the background of like when, two different scenes. When Steve Barn calls his wife, and then another part. So really, just a bunch of uh, nonsensical promotion. Subliminal yeah. messages like, "All right, I'm making a movie now. Here, here, I gotta get him coming to the next movie." Here's why this is bad: is that you don't know that's what's playing in the background. Yeah. So why the fuck are you gonna catch that? Yeah, exactly. seven. You're not catching that. There's a lot of things about this movie that we'll discuss. Where apparently John Hughes was not in a good place, like mentally. They said he was not happy at all during the filming of the yeah. movie. Uh, do you think it was because he wasn't dealing with teenagers? Do you think? Yeah, you think he just had trouble with adults? Like he's better with teenagers Ooh, than adults? Molly Ringwald withdrawal? Maybe he's got some Molly. His withdrawal. muse? He wasn't with his muse. He wasn't with his muse. Uh, I mean, we could we could debate all day about this, but the only we I mean, we could go searching for John Hughes, but uh, also sleep. Him. Also <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> he's on a farm somewhere. We keep it classy. He's just he's just, <laughs> just playing in the field with the other director or something. <laughs> John Candy and Wagons East is down there. Uh, all right, so he has trouble getting a cab. He finally pays a guy uh, seventy-five. If you're going to pay fifty, you'll pay seventy-five for this yeah. cab. And as he's paying a guy to get his cab, someone John Candy steals his cab with his giant trunk. Yeah, and, and John Candy takes a cab. Steve Martin chases. For he's got baggage. Blocks. He's got baggage. Uh, Steve Martin eventually does get a cab. And he shows up at the airport. And there's, there's John Candy. John Candy's trying to figure out how he knows him. I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? Uh, you stole my cab. What? I wouldn't steal anybody's cab. I'm not the kind of guy that would steal someone's cab. I like the fact that John Candy's name is Dell. Like, what do you mean, Dell? Is, is that his name? What do you mean? Why, why do you like it that it's Dell? Uh, that's a... <laughs> That's a name you don't hear often in film, but really, really fits him. Um, I may be jumping the gun here a little bit, but how does Dell live and survive in the world? Like, how does he have money to live and? Well, he's eat? a salesman. He's a salesman. Hello. He's a salesman. That's what the the baggage is for. The the physical baggage, not the metaphorical. Okay. (laughs) But, like, literally, like, how does he... uh, Does he just just mooch off of people everywhere he goes? How does he have money to travel? He's a a wheeler and dealer throughout this movie. He's cutting deals. He knows people in Omaha, Wichita. He knows Cousin Jeb up the road in Janesville. He knows everyone. He knows the guy in St. Louis. He's a train guy. He knows the hotel guy. People know him. All right. He's the type of guy you have a beer with once, you remember the rest of your life. He's got stories. He's a salesman. He's like the dream. Who, when, you, when you were a kid and you saw these traveling salesmen, come on, that's what you wanted to do. You're like, look at this guy. He's got I, the world. I, I never once saw world, a traveling salesman. World in the palm of his hand. He's going out. He can sell you anything. He, mm-hmm. he drinks with kings and queens and he dines on pork and beans. He can do anything he wants. Ah... Uh, so we're in the airport, but guess what's happening in Chicago? And we're flying out of New York, by the way. Flying out of New York, we're gonna uh, get to Chicago. Uh, JFK, or yeah, Laguardia, I believe. Laguardia. Okay. Uh, and what's happening in Chicago? Apparently, there's a snow issue. It does not snow in Chicago in November, does it? I think it does. It snows in Chicago all year round. That's why the Canadians do it right by having their Thanksgiving in October. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Ah, uh, so. Uh, where's the flight going to go? Where, if you can't leave Chicago, where are you going to go? Uh, Wichita, Kansas. It's a, you know what? No one else is flying Wichita, there. Kansas. We're just, apparently, it's based off a true story, like John Hughes guy. Yes. He Apparently, he got in a flight, and it was five days delayed from... It's supposed to be an hour and 45-minute flight. Five days later, he's in, in Chicago. Let's discuss uh, an argument you made a long time ago. Okay. By the way, do you find this to be a quality script? I think it's a quality script. Okay. You once dismissed a movie called Weird Science because yes. John Hughes wrote it in, in under three, three days. days. But apparently he wrote all his movies in Your three, argument three to five days. For why Weird Science was not a great movie was because he wrote the script in three days. This movie and Dutch and Curly Sue are all better than Weird Science. 
I'm not saying what is better than that. I'm saying your argument is flawed in the fact that I kind of one point. Okay. One, yeah, the one thing that, that was flawed. And yeah, oh, he wrote it in three days. Really? Obviously, it sucks. Curly Sue really better than Weird yeah, Science. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's but you have your opinions. And and you're, you're a James Belushi fan, though. That's I'm a James Belushi fan. I like Real Men. I'd like to review it on the podcast. Why don't you make so your wife watch The Defenders <laughs> with Jerry O'Connell? With Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> uh, why don't you watch The Defenders and do a little mini episode on the podcast about it? <laughs> so it is relevant. My wife watch. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, What's that movie with uh, Kirk Cameron and he's like a lawyer student and and they go and they. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was the girl... Is it the one where everyone dies and goes to heaven and left behind? No, it wasn't the left behind one. It's like he's he's a law student and they go and they argue stuff in front of the court. It's Kirk Cameron and then the girl from... uh, What the heck's the name of that movie? Keep thinking about it. Okay, it's got Kirk Cameron in it. (laughs) I'll find it within my mind. I'll find it within my mind. It's kind of like With Honors a little bit. Uh, It's got Kirk Cameron in it and the girl from... Uh, what else? What else? She's that Tim, that Steve Gutenberg film. No, we're not talking about like Father Like Son. No, not like Father Like Son. The girl <laughs> uh, Lobo Marunga. What's the name of that movie? Are you know what? Listen to me. Yeah, listen to me. The girl. What's the girl in that movie? Uh, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Oh Jamie Gertz yes, you're and right. Kirk Cameron, and they're like law students. I believe Kirk Cameron's first name in that movie was Tucker. Oh really? I believe so. If I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Roy Schroeder was in that movie Rob, as well. Or Rob. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider from Jaws, yeah. And all that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> he appeared on the soundtrack for that as well. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, anyway, what does this have anything to do with anything? I don't, don't know. Just fine. That's the don't tell her it's me. Don't tell her it's me. We changed the name of the movie, but that's another, that's another podcast. Well, I was oh, just don't thinking. tell her it's me. Wow. With Steve, with the goop. Which they changed the name of that. Yeah. There's no Can you believe that? Well, anyway, maybe, maybe someday we'll hit that. Maybe someday. I'm like two Red Bulls in. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll do that someday too. Uh, episode 356. I already have 356. All right. I have no fucking idea where we're at right now. Uh, all right. Kirk so, Cameron was in a movie. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> all right. We just landed in Wichita. What are we gonna do? Uh, we gotta get your hotel. You want to sleep on the floor of this airport? Hell no. Who wants to sleep on the floor of an airport? Oh, I know. Uh, oh yeah, let's continue. We were talking about how you offend listeners with your hatred of weird science. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so is on the, you want to sleep on the floor of this airport, or do you want to share a hotel room with Dell? I'm sleeping on the floor of the airport. Right. But you know what? Hey, you only live once. You only live let's once. Let's go share, let's go share the hotel room with Dell. We have to share. Dell's got it hooked up, though. He's gonna, it's going to be very, very... Yeah, two beds? It's going to be, it's going to be nice. In reality, when they get there, they only have one bed. So what are you gonna do? They share the bed together. They nuzzle up. They have a little. They have a little argument, and then they go back to bed. Yeah, they, fall, they go to sleep. Uh, while they're sleeping, they get robbed. They get robbed. Seven hundred dollars gone. Seven hundred dollars gone. Uh, what happens when they wake up? What's what's the what is the most memorable line of this movie? Uh, it's it's my hands between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. Uh, which actually is the name of the special edition they released. Why are you kissing my ear? Yes. Those aren't pillows. Uh, let's just throw unknown fun fact we'll just throw in there. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one of my favorite looking actresses, uh, she goes by the name of Jerry Ryan. Her husband had a little uh, little state political issue here in the uh, state of Illinois a few years back that allowed President uh, of our country, Barack Obama, to uh, get his Senate seat. Oh, really? And she was uh, cast and uh, had scenes in this movie that were all cut. Really? Yes. Mm, okay. Just so you know. Uh, and also, uh, we, when we get to the airport, who do we, who do we see? A familiar John Hughes character. An actor. A presidential speechwriter. Ben Stein. Ben Stein is in, uh, makes an appearance in this movie as well. Do you remember him? You don't yes, remember? he does. Okay. Yes, he does. You don't remember? You're looking at me like I'm He's on. the airport guy. Ben He's Stein. The airport, airport guy. Guy. All right, so we've stayed tonight in uh, Wichita. And uh, what's going to happen now? This guy by the name of Owen shows up. He's going to take him to the train station. Now, we knew an Owen, right? Owen. Owen. Art? Owen. Art. I'm confused. I'm confused, too. <laughs> so Owen shows up, and he gets his wife, his pregnant wife, who has a child with him and also pregnant. He has her load the giant trunk and all the luggage in the back of the car. <laughs> oh, she's got two hands. She can do it. 
She, the last baby came out sideways. She can do it. <laughs> now, is that Dylan Baker from other movies? It is Dylan Baker, actually. Uh, Dylan Baker. He was in Delirious. He was also yes, in Delirious. Yes, that's what I had. That's yes. what I had it. Delirious. Yes, good call. I have a note about it that I can't find. So apparently in Wichita, they only have cow and pig pig trains. So they got to drive oh, to it. they got to drive to another town, 35, 40 miles away, maybe 50, 60 minutes. No more than no more than an hour and a half. No more, no more. No and they got to drive uh, to that train station. They get on a train there, and you know what? They got to go to Stubbsville. Stubbsville. Well, since they had the altercation the night before, and you know what? Uh, John Candy, he likes he likes me, and people other people like him yeah. for who he is. He's telling. Right. Since they had their altercation. They decided to go their opposite ways. They decided to go two different directions. You know what? You'll be on your side of the train. I'll be on my side of the train. That's what you got to do. They get on the train. The train's going to take them all the way through to uh, Jefferson City. To Jefferson City. that's where did the train you, breaks down. Did you see um, the magazine that the girl was reading next to not. Steve Martin? No. What was it was a Family Ties Us Weekly. Really? Yeah, it had the little boy in it. What Andy? Was, Andy. Andy was on the cover. Freaking Andy. What does Andy do? Andy uh, moves TV got, shows. That's what he does. He just got arrested for uh, drugs. Andy? Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, okay. So now we're stuck in Jefferson City. Uh, it's a good time, good plot point, good time to take a little break from the actual plot of the movie. Okay. I'd like to discuss the significance of these two actors of the 80s. These are two actors we've done... Uh, let me see. We've done any... John Candy movies as of yet. No, we didn't do Great Outdoors. We didn't oh, okay. do... I don't think we've done... Right. We have no Stripes, nothing. Okay. Uh, and we've done Roxanne for Steve Martin. Yes. Now, if I say Steve Martin or John Candy, in your mind, who do you believe in your mind to be the more... Uh, the actor who has the better body of work? Uh, probably Steve Martin. That's what you would think. Let's discuss. I'm going to list off... I'm going to list off John Candy's 80s movies. In no particular order. Okay. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. Who's Harry Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb? Hot to Trot, which we know is one of my favorites. Uh, the Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors. She's having a baby. She's having a baby. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Summer Rental. Mm-hmm. Brewster's Millions. Okay. Splash. Vacation. Stripes. Blues Brothers. Armed and Dangerous. That is just his 80s. That is, that's a pretty good body. That's an order. impressive body. And every single one of those I would like to do. I, exactly. There's not one movie on here I would say, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Uh, Steve Martin, The Man with Two Brains, Roxanne, Three Amigos, Parenthood, Little Shop, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's it. That's it. That's that an is 80s it. Was it jerk that is it. No. The jerk was 70s. in 1979. 70, okay. uh, and I did put that that was his big that was his big 70s movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did get a start in the Smothers Brothers, which my dad was a big fan of. So in mm-hmm. our house, I get you a little pre- uh, more. And then, so let's just do 90s. Now we all know, or uh, if we don't, uh, breaking news: John Candy died. Uh, but I think 94ish. I want to say. I believe Wagons East. Right. Wagons, Wagons East is when he was on. 93, 94. Yeah, Candy Bacon and Wagons East were his final two uh, projects. These are the. What I consider to be decent John Candy's movie in the 90s. I did leave a few out in the grad. This is only four years of work. Home Alone. Mm. Nothing but trouble. Because okay. it's a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Career Opportunities. Yes. Only the Lonely. Delirious. Rookie of the Year and Cool Runnings. He was in JFK also. Did you, yeah, JFK. Did you say JFK? I didn't say JFK. Okay. Uh, he was in JFK. Yes. These are Steve Martin's 90s bodies of work. L.A. Story, which okay, I'm a big fan of. Okay. Uh, Simple Twist of Fate, which actually is my fa- one of my favorite Steve Martin movies. It's, it's when he ties up the little girl. Yes. Uh, that's the worst possible thing you're going to say. Uh, the Father of the Bride franchise, the one that's or two. Yes, took away from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? This heartwarming movie, and you take away he ties, he ties up the little, little girl. girl. No, he ties up the little girl. Hey, it's different for each of us, I guess. <laughs> uh, House Center with Goldie Hawn mm. and Mixed Nuts. You know what? I'm, I'm a fan of Mixed Nuts. I like it. I go either way. Sometimes. I think it's horrible, but I like it. Okay. Halfway dying four years into the decade, John Candy still kicks Steve Martin's <laughs> ass. So why does he have the... I mean, no, granted, he's done some really good movies. Yeah. But why do we all think he's better than he is? Yeah. I just think we, we want to be cool like Steve is it, Martin. Is it the charisma? Is it the charisma? Is it the, I, the energy? He is 
he, here's a, he he fools us because he he plays the ukulele. I think he totally and, plays like and he, and he's like the cool he writes uncle. weird plays. I think and, he's like the cool uncle. He's like he's, he relates to everybody. He's, he's like, had gray hair since he was twelve. Yeah. I mean. Right. <laughs> I think he's definitely like what I said, like the cool uncle. Like everyone, cool uncle. he's like, wow, everyone could see someone they know in Steve Martin. And I just listed off twenty plus John Candy's movies that he did in fourteen years. Yeah, and that's not even all of them. These are just like the ones where the I'm tops. like, these are the tops. Mm-hmm. And no wonder he died. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> and like, expect like in, in planes, trains, and automobiles, he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good in most of it. I mean, yeah. Name a time where John Candy looked healthy. At least when, like, with Farley, there were times where you could tell he was healthier. He looks better. I mean, but of course, Farley died for different reasons. Well, like, in Beverly, Hills Nin- in Beverly Hills Ninja, you're like, wow, he lived in like good. Bloated, right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just, it's just, it's, when you, you automatically just think Steve Martin, but when you look, and another thing is, John Candy was not, a fair, uh, not afraid to take a back seat in a role. Yeah, a lot of these movies, he you know, Home Alone, he was you know, he just had a small little part. Uh, Career Opportunity is a small little part. I guess, I mean, if uh, it was like just millions. He was like, what star. movie was Flash? He wasn't the star. Well, I mean, what movie was he really like the showcase? Uncle, Uncle Buck. Buck. Uncle Buck. Who's Harry Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb. Uh, the Great Outdoors. Yep. Uh, let me see. Spaceball. Well, Spaceball is. But in the Great Outdoors, there was also Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Like, who else was a star in Uncle Buck? Cole Coughlin. What Cole Coughlin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little fucker. I uh, know he he was he was it in that. And who's Harry Crumb? I mean, yeah, it did have Annie Potts, which we both know for us is a big turn on. But I think she's, he's, she's a designing woman. She's a designing woman. Yeah. She's got class. She's uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just he for whatever reason you you just you have this opinion of Steve Martin being better, but John Candy's better. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. just that's a point. Yeah, I, I, I can't think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. Some, even, just, even in the bit parts, he still takes it. He does. He takes it and runs with it. He's uh, you know, he's there to do a job. He's a, he's a he's a performer. Well, he's in there at home alone. What four minutes? Five minutes? Yeah. And still, you it's remember that? Time. Yeah. Yeah. You remember <laughs> that scene? It was so good. Love me polka, 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 polka. polka. <laughs> um, and like I mean, I love Delirious. Delirious is one of my favorite guilty pleasures of all time. They've been playing only the Lonely a lot lately too. I love it. I like to give it a rewatch. It's been a long time. I enjoyed it at the time. I like Ali Sheedy. Yes, I, it is. I think Ali it still Sheedy. holds up. No, no, I've, I've seen it again. It's been a while. But and it's kind of a love story. I mean, they have a section where it's kind of a love story to Southside Chicago and the White Sox. Kind yes, of, yeah, it's kind of cool. yeah. Uh, and it has an overbearing mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this crazy loudmouth Irish broad, this overbearing mom, which is ridiculous. Who would? I mean, that's not reality. That's not reality. With the redheaded children, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll go back to the plot, and we'll kind of veer away as we we tend to do. Um, so now we are in Jefferson City. We get to St. Louis. We're going to take a bus. Now the train, though, is the part where he really shines. Del really shines as a salesman. Isn't that the part where he's yes. selling the he's selling, uh, earrings? Yes, the he's selling uh, Daryl Strawberry, who autographed this earring, and mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, yeah, that was in St. Louis. So it's right after we get to the, we take the bus to St. Louis, and that's when he's selling when he's okay. in St. Louis. Right. Okay, and so we're at the train, and they're dragging it like that's one of my favorite scenes when they're dragging the luggage over the grass. <laughs> did did you notice train. something about that about his? Uh, his hutch, his. Uh, well, they said sometimes they said um, it was upside down. The most entire of the movie was upside down. Well, I, I looked, I rewatched it, and it's not the entire time, but every. You're it's, saying it's you're, like either or. You're saying things on the internet are, are that sometimes the things on the okay. internet aren't 100 percent right all the time. But but do you want to bring up the the fact that you learned? Well, like at the end of the film, what they're saying, the fun fact that they said was that the whole movie, the hutch, the hutch giant. Case that John right. Kenny took with him was upside down. Yes, until they were down the street from, from the house, house right. and they were walking to home. And they were having the big ending. We're in the big ending to go home for Thanksgiving. Um, so we're in St. Louis, and we're not having we're not having a lot of success. No, uh, getting uh, getting a plane. No, what are we gonna do? Let's run a car. It's all hey, It's like a five hour trip. Everyone runs a car. A uh, lot of things about this car scene. First, this car rental scene is the is the shining scene in which Steve Martin apparently read it and knew that he was going to do the script. Like when he got to that scene, he was in. There was the the car movement scene, like he was moving the seat back right. and forth. Scene. He was a big fan. And of then well. also, there's an altercation between him and a car rental person, uh, Mrs. Poole. Mrs. Poole, thank Mrs. you Poole. on my on my list. Also, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. Hey, Mike. Grace. Grace. Uh, hey, Mike. Yes. Uh, uh, well, before you do this, okay. I, I, I know where we're going. Uh, how many times 
Do you, do you know the answer to this? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to ask you. Oh, man. And in 60 seconds, how many times would you guess Steve Martin said the word fuck or fucking? Just take a guess. Uh, let's say... I don't want to overshoot it. Right, you don't want to overshoot because then it's totally going to take the feather out. It's significant. 18? You're right there. 18 times. Yes! You, you that was a total it. guess. <laughs> uh, now, you brought in a special guest for this. Uh, uh, our special guest host, Mike. Oh. He <laughs> used to uh, rent cars at our local airport. Mm-hmm. For a... Uh, for a national company, or for a national company. Uh, okay. And we'll say this, uh, since you said national company, no transportation company, be it train or automobile or car rental place, would allow... Or airplane. Or airplane, sorry. They I, wanted I, their I, name in the movie Would not allow their name in the movie at all. Because the service was caused so great expense, because they literally had to build, like, a train cars, and yeah, get their old, old track. We got to yeah. build our own track for this <laughs> movie. <laughs> because no one, because the service was horrible. Right. Uh, in the movie. Now, you have experience in this industry. I have experience in the industry. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had an altercation with, uh, with a car rental person. Okay. But I'd first like to hear uh, your experience. Well, I did it for four years. That's a sound. the airports in both cases here and then uh, in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, Peoria, Illinois. Peoria. I worked there as well. Um, you find a lot of instances... I mean, it's, it's a stressful environment for the people traveling on airplanes. Right. Already. You've already got that problem. Um, a lot of people come off the plane. They've been sitting there with a the little child kicking the back of their seat. They're cranky. For an hour. They're cranky. They've got places to go. Um, it gets it gets a little, you know, a little heated, I suppose you could say. It would be a bit you have to be on high alert. Right. I'm, in a, I'm in an industry where I, I, I have heated conversations with people every day. Right. Uh, there's sensitive subject matters. People want to leave this airport, and you are you're the person who's in charge of them leaving. I'm in, I'm the one in the way. It seems like they want to get to their next step. Right. They, their next step is get the car and get going. They want to get to the Holiday Inn Express. They want to get to the hotel. They want to get somewhere. They need to be somewhere else. Well, what's standing in their way? The um, car rental person. What is, what is the most common issue? Common issue we ran into the most would be when I worked the night shift. Uh, would be the uh, eventual lack of cars. Ah. It, would, it would come down to a... Uh, you would run out of vehicles by the end of the evening in a lot of cases, or the specific size car that they were looking for. Right. Uh, I ordered a Miata. Okay. Uh, the scene in Get Shorty with John Travolta where he ends up getting the van and then convinces uh, everyone that's the way to go that's now. That's a typical... That's a typical that, that's scenario. realistic. You run into situations like that because you got people coming in willing to... Because your job there is to take care of the people that come to you and then also upsell. And right. Yeah, you're, you're you're upgrade. Of, you run out of the Cadillacs quicker than what you do the uh, the hey, Malibu. Hey, hey, you want to you be pimping. You don't, right. don't want to ride. You want to be a big deal. You want to be a big deal. You want to have peace of mind while you're in. Yes. Now, um, side note, of course, that customer service does erode the soul. Yes. Yes. Speaking on this. Yes. And uh, dealing any time with the general public is the worst. With any kind of general public, and then specifically the miserable bastards who just got off the plane. Yes. Um, So people get angry. People get upset. I had a guy flying into uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Mm Mm-hmm. Showed up at the airport in Mm -hmm. Bloomington, Illinois, which at 11:45 at night uh, didn't have a car. Uh, everybody else had gone. I was waiting for the plane because uh, I had somebody on that flight. So he got pretty upset. He uh, kind of. This was a mistake, of, right? So yeah. He, okay. He was he was this supposed. Is, yeah. Somebody booked him in, to fly into Bloomington, Illinois, instead of Bloomington. There's Indiana. actually an article recently in our local paper that happens so often now mm-hmm. that there is they a cab company who has a flat rate to like 500 bucks. In town, who will take you just from Bloomington? Because and the, and the airport, I guess the people know it now, so because they know there's this. I don't remember mm-hmm. which cab company it is, but they have a special Bloomington in, to Bloomington rate because it happens a lot with international flights, apparently, because mm-hmm. they, you know, know. they don't know, they don't the know what's the difference. I A I L. What is it? We've got a couple headquarters here and in Peoria in the right. region, so people fly in from other countries and find out that. They're in the wrong state. Away. <laughs> it's pretty close. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big country. If you, if you think, if you're talking in terms of the United States, yeah, it's it's relatively four close. hours. Four hours. Yeah, four hours. Um, I have an experience. Mm-hmm. I was on the road uh, at the time. I worked for the same company I work for now, but my job was to travel. It's a bitch, my friend. <laughs> it's the only motherfucking road I yeah. know. Uh, 
Uh, my job was to travel, and I had been on the road for about four straight weeks. And I am finally on my way to home, uh, flying out of Newark, New Jersey, uh, which is exactly as good as it sounds. And I had uh, I had gassed up the car, and I had been in New Jersey for a week or so, and I and I was not happy with the New Jersey uh, experience. And so I guess you, you can't pump your gas there. I, no, that's true. You cannot pump your own gas. It's illegal. Another one of those? Another organ. Yes, you cannot do it in New Jersey. Grandpa says uh, organ. Organ? Organ? Yep. As in on your organ. person. <laughs> organ. Did you play that organ trail? Uh, anyway, I, uh, the, the, the counter person was giving me some New Jersey attitude about the gas. I'm like, I just pumped it. It's full gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, our meter does not say. And finally, I, I was... And no offense to this, I was very tired. I really wanted to get on my plane. I knew I was going to be stuck in this did airport. Did you say a racial hours. slur? No, I did not. Okay. I basically looked at him and I said, the fucking car is gassed up. Fucking check it. What the fuck? And he said, thank you very much, sir. Have a good day. And, and the person I was with looked at me and she goes, I guess you just got to talk like them. And I, don't, I didn't take it as a car... <laughs> I didn't take it as a car rental place. I took it as a New Jersey I'm a dick it's, it's attitude. It's an East Coast thing. Yeah, it's, it's an East Coast, Coast thing. thing. And I and I basically talked to him on an East Coast level. And then he was completely fine. He goes, here's your receipt, sir. Have a great day. And I was like, that's all I had to do. Is I just had to throw a few F-bombs out there. <laughs> that's more of an East Coast thing than a car rental thing. It was just, you know, experience sure. of that. I guess one of my favorite lines of the movie is when Mrs. Poole says, you're fucked. You're fucked. Because it's something that I'm sure a lot of people in that in that industry have wanted to say to people before. Right. I've been on a couple flights and I think it's awesome when people just lose their shit. Like it's, <laughs> I think it's just amazing, like but I'm supposed to be there tonight. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Or you sometimes you get the foreign people, but I'm supposed to meet grandmother. What am I supposed to do? Will we be home for Christmas? And tea and crumpets? <laughs> yes. Will we be home for Christmas? I've got to meet grandmother. There was a TV show called Airline. Uh, reality show. I actually have season one. I bought for like a buck on Amazon. Uh, it was on a and and it, it outlined the entire airport experience from like working for Southwest. And it was. I really love just people watching at the airport. Yeah. I just, well, that's this whole, yeah, this whole show is genius because that's all it was. It was just people like right. they picked the craziest, drunkest people to feature, <laughs> and yeah. I just yeah. Um, just people watching is pretty amazing at the airport. Um, all kinds. You've got happy reunions. You've got people who have been up since five in the morning, flying across the country. Yes, uh, it's now midnight. <laughs> right, seriously. Uh, there's a couple of them. Notorious. I don't even know if they still fly out of here. I won't mention. But um, every single night, the the flight was guaranteed at least an hour late. Every single night. So you always dreaded having a rental on that flight. So, because A, you've got those people pissed off. B, right. it could be 3 in the morning before you're going home when you close at 11. Oh, my gosh. It could be yeah. 3 oh. in the morning half the time, especially during winter. Uh, I've, I've, had, I've slept at a couple of airports, mm-hmm. but I try to be like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. You know, and so I think you wrote that down. I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's John Candy's line from the film. Like, right. Like it's just that the two perspectives of the film. Like Steve Martin, he just he can't handle it. He can't handle the the organization that he set forward. Set forth. He wants that organization, and you kind of put yourself in the hands of the travel agent or the air, airline, right. you, and you you have to give up your control. Right. And so and John Candy realizes that to go with the flow, mm-hmm. otherwise you'll go back to crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh, interesting things about how they, they the shooting of this. Uh, snow, obviously, a big part because yeah. there's a whole thing is there's a snowstorm. Uh, in St. Louis, the, when they're shooting around this time of year in uh, November, it happens to be high. 80 degrees. A too hot. So they basically drove back and forth from New York to Chicago trying to find roads with snow on them. A lot of the uh, car scenes, actually, were, or the highway scenes, were done in California and they bust in fake snow. Uh, they ended up shooting double the amount of film that a normal film would do because John Hughes, first like I said, he, he apparently was not in a good place when he was doing this movie and was very angered and grumpy a lot. And he was on a quest to find snow. Apparently it was 600,000 feet That's it, of that's film. what it was. And, normal is and apparently there's a three-hour version of this film floating around. Uh, apparently it is, according to John Hughes, before vault. he died, he said it is rotting away in a vault at the studio. But it's only 20 years, I mean, 13 years old or whatever. Or 23, 20, 20, 20, 23 years old. 23 years old. So, I mean, how... 
I mean, two more years you're gonna have the Blu-ray. Exactly. Right. The three-hour. I don't think I'd watch a three-hour. Bring it back, version. John Candy, for the for the commentary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we reanimated his corpse along with John Hughes. Uh, yeah. So they had the, they were constantly while filming this, crisscrossing the country, just looking for snow. Uh, not not that CGI bullshit we have now. But how does this escape me? John Candy had weird ginger hair in this movie. Yes, he did. Well, he also he had, had a mustache. And, who, and Harry Crumb, he also had yes, ginger hair. Yes, he did. Have, you're right. And he also kind of had it in Spaceballs, but I'm not sure how much is his hair and how much is in his hair. Right. Um, so we're at the point where we're in St. Louis. So all ginger hair is weird ginger hair then? No, his was exceptionally weird because he doesn't always have it. Well, maybe he... Was it more that way in Canadian Bacon, too? I'm trying to think... He thought he had the hat on the whole time. I think he had that. Okay. So we're now we're driving up 55, which anyone who, who is in our neck of the woods, uh, you're familiar with this. You're familiar with I-55. Yep. Uh, we have a car fire. We it's a small fire. Small car fire. Uh, what ends up happening is they have to stay in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is hotel is something that of uh, myself is a personal landmark because my entire childhood, I grew up in in, in Indiana, but we were just we're straight down 55 to come visit my relatives here, and we always passed the Sun Hotel. Oh, really? At the time, it was not called the Sun Hotel. Now it's uh, the Sun Hotel. I actually just drove recently about about a month ago. I was on my way up to Indiana, and I actually got off on the exit just because I've never actually stopped and looked at the Sun Motel. Mm-hmm. Uh, newly remodeled, by the way. It's HBO. Truckers oh. welcome. Oh. Um, you know when it's truckers welcome? That's when you know it's high class. At the time, and I'd always yo <laughs> worked in '92 standard. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor always is people always said, "Oh, that's where that's where playing train." And you didn't know if it was actually a rumor or not. Oh, it was real. I always thought it was real until I actually saw in the movie theater. I was rewatching. I was like, "That's not it." I did some research. It is in fact it. At the time, it was called the Braidwood Inn. But that is, in fact, the exact same hotel where they shot plane trains and all of them. Which, if I'm me, I, I thought that was the Wichita scene. When they were in the Wichita scene next no. to the highway. No, this is where they stay. It's by Cole City. Yeah, that's the that's okay. the, that's the Sun Hotel. Okay. So now it's called the Sun Hotel. Time is called the Braidwood Inn. So they have a moment where they, they, they're fighting the whole time. Right. They're at each other's throats the whole time. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin's got his directions. He's got his structure that he wants. And Dell's going with the flow. You know, he's... Selling rings at the train station in St. Autographed by Daryl Strawberry. Autographed by Daryl Dale Strawberry. And then all of a sudden, they're getting along. They, they have drinks. They're, get, they're having a good time at the hotel. Uh, Neil sells his watch. He's, he's got $17 and a Casio. No, Dell's got the Casio. And they have drinks. They... they they do a cheers and they do a drink to their wives because that's what life's all about is the wives. Well, you know, we kind of have neglected a major role in this. They do talk about their family a lot. See, Martin's got his kids and his wife. who he That's why he wants to get there. And Dell has his wife. Got the picture with him Maria? everywhere he goes. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, Marie? Marie. I think it's Marie. And he carries that picture and he sets it up anywhere he goes because he's in love with Marie. I mean, that's, that's the love of his life. And she obviously uh, puts up with his traveling schedule, which is hectic. I think she thinks he's got a blabbermouth but still loves him just the same. Yes. Yes. For who he is. For who he is. Because he's, a, he's not like guy. me. He's got a big heart. He's a big yeah, guy with a big heart. A big heart that one day will fail. No. Oh, sorry. A terrible movie. Just, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> really? Could you not? And 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 Chris Farley, almost heroes, was his last. Right. Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ! They're both kind of westernish. Yeah, <laughs> western <laughs> expansion. Yeah. Their, uh, would, would you rather your last co-star to be Richard Lewis or Matt Perry? Oh man. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, a burden oh, wow. that they both. <laughs> hey, I'm a Jew and I make fun of myself. Hey, I like Viking and I'm on Friends and I'm puffy and I really like hockey. Whatever. <laughs> um, all right, so they wake they, up the next day. They wake up the next day. They get in the burnt out car. It's stuck. It's stuck. It's the Midwest and almost Thanksgiving. They're stuck but, in the snow. We're still going though. I mean, we, we ride it out. So they. You know, they I push hate. and they push. Yeah, okay. Continue. They push and they push. They, they push. can't get out of the snow. They push, they push. They push. So John Candy's driving, and Steve Martin's pushing, and he's falling down on the ground. So eventually, like, all right, put it in reverse, and then we'll go forward again. Put it in reverse, a little more traction than what they thought they had. Sometimes that happens. They crash through the hotel, 
And then they just take off. Eight, nine, eight, nine. Especially when, you, especially when you pay $17 in a wristwatch. They don't really know. Especially when your car's been right. out. They don't know your driver's li- They don't know your license plate number. Just get out of there. It was simpler times when you didn't have to have a credit card. Exactly. 1987. Yeah. But uh, what about it? That's another one of my favorite parts of the movie when Steve Martin's pulling out his, uh, his little credit cards. The they're, all yeah. they're all burnt. <laughs> I put the Diner Club card back in your wallet. Uh, this is, I don't know if you remember this, we had a little road adventure in the late 90s. Uh-huh. We were in a car that was kind of burnt similar to this, and we got pulled over, and who, would you believe the cop was Fred Willard? Fred fucking Willard <laughs> pulled us over, what? took our car away, what are we going to do? How are we going to get back to Chicago now? Let's get a milk truck. Was it a milk truck? Semi, it was semi. It was semi, yeah. And maybe milk was right. This is what this scene reminded me. We actually touched on earlier. It was the back of the home alone scene. The back of the oh, home you're home. right. It was. Yeah, it was the exact same type of sequence. I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to end this? Back of the truck. All right, I, I used it in the last movie. Back of the truck. <laughs> it it's a great way. Worked, to end it. it worked. It worked. Uh, so we get to Chicago. Uh, and Dell's going to go his own way. He's going to go. He's going to go see his wife. Which we really don't ever really. It doesn't make her. any sense that they're ending on the L, and because yeah. apparently, I mean, Neil's going to live in the suburbs, right? Why are right. they going to drive all the way? Yeah, well, you know, well, well, going to do it. You know where the milk truck goes. You know where the milk truck's going to go. You're going to tell the milk truck driver where to drop you. Why? Why? Why didn't Neil just call his wife to come pick him up? That's good. Okay. Anyway, so Neil's on the on the L, mm-hmm. and he starts flashing back to all that fun that he had with uh, with uh, Dell, and uh, the good times and the bad. Uh, but then he, he puts all the pieces together, and he realizes that Dell, he probably doesn't have anywhere to go for the holidays. Dell's homeless, and uh, he's just a salesman. His life is the road, like you said. It's a bis, my friend. Uh, it's the. Uh, what? Okay, this is my question. I'm it's, sorry. It's the heart. It's the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But how the fuck did he know where to go? I mean, really, this kind of this ending. I know suspended disbelief or whatever. But Steve Martin knew exactly where. Yeah, it just John Candy's character. Where do you? Be. Where do you find a homeless person? I felt a specific homeless person. I, I felt this train station. I felt. I felt that he just kind of got lazy towards the end. Yeah. He's like, I've been working on this for two and a half days. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> and, and like the last like all right, uh, random train station, back of a milk truck, boom. We're gonna start shooting like. Bada bing! <laughs> I got six hundred thousand feet of film to shoot. Bada bing, bada boom, I'm out. I just felt he kind of lazy. Anyway, suspended belief. Steve Martin goes and gets John Candy. They uh, they're walking down the street. They're carrying the, the the luggage right side up. It's the it's the big scene all over again. Except Elizabeth Perkins didn't come back as a child. That happened. And big. Okay. Anyway, uh, they go to uh, they go to his house, just like oh. Phantom Breast. Glenn. It didn't really. <laughs> I know. It didn't I mean, really it happen. fucking happened. It fucking happened. Uh, let's talk about his house real quick. We we had to see Steve Martin's house a total of maybe four minutes of screen time throughout yeah, the film. Yeah. They built that house just for this movie. One hundred thousand dollars. They built that house. <laughs> I guess the people. I guess the producers weren't too happy about that. Would you be? Like it was Paramount. I think it was Paramount. They could have just pissed. picked any other house. How many times did John Hughes do a movie in the suburbs where he just picked a random right. house? Yeah. House. He he built a seven-room, $100,000 house. Uh, so the family's there. somebody $5,000, we're just going to use your house. borrow your house for... I mean, I've lived in the Valley in California. Yeah, I'd rent my house all the time to productions for a couple <laughs> hours. And, you know, bring in some fake snow, boom, done. <laughs> I don't think it was snow that they were bringing into my house. <laughs> porn. I was talking about porn. Uh, this is, by the way, Steve Martin's favorite film that he was in. This is his favorite, this is his favorite film, film that he was in. Well, I think I think John Candy is one of those people that everybody liked. He just seemed like mm-hmm. he kind of was this character a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like right. everybody liked him. Uh, there's a movie that just came out, and oh, first of all, there's a couple things. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, the end, we end with "Take a Piece of Me." Every time you go away, you take Every a piece of me. Time you go away, you take, take a piece of me with you. Uh this movie has a cats in the cradles type theme kind of cherish these moments he's on the road a lot and you see Martin's even you know he's on these meeting the kids a few scenes of the kids they always reference dead I was thinking there's like in Fight Club there's kind of that cynical moment when he's talking about the single service friends right and it seems like that's where Steve Martin's at 
But the total opposite end of the spectrum is where John Candy's at. And he's like, I want to be these people's friends. Like, he really right. does feel that way. Who do you, th- do you think they were friends after this? I think so. Dylan. Yeah, you think Dell well, got I placed think in Del- the I think, I think, I think uh, John Candy's character... Dell was probably more of a friend than Neil was, but I think they still standing. Right, I mean, yeah. I think I think Dell reaches out and, and Neil will answer the call every three or four times. Yeah, but I mean, Dell Dell knows Neil's birthday. Dell seems like the guy that doesn't find doesn't stick with the fault of other people. Yeah. Like he sees he sees the good in people. Dell's not giving up on on, Mar- or on uh, Steve Martin. No. Plus, he's got a nice house that he can crash in. <laughs> right, right. <seriously. laughs> uh, a friend of mine, Mr. Corey Stocking, uh, just recently went and saw a movie this week called Due Date. Mm-hmm. Due Date. It is the uh, latest movie from uh, RDJ. Okay. And uh, Zach Galifianakis. And Zuzi. And he said, and not knowing that we were doing this at all, uh, unsolicited, he said, this movie really reminded me a lot of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, I talked to my dad about we're doing Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He's like, hey, that new movie with the guy with the thing and the Iron Man? (laughs) (laughs) They say it's like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And and he saw it and he said, that's exactly what you're thinking of. It's the the wacky road trip with the dick and the fun-loving guy. He doesn't know any better. And So I guess it's a format that still, you know, I mean, I'm sure this wasn't the first. In fact, I was recently listening to an interview with ZG, and, and they were asking him to describe it, and he's just like, ah, it's a road trip movie. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, which it is. And, I, you know, I'm sure this isn't the first movie to define the road trip genre. Uh, but it was definitely, it's, it's a classic. Kind of, I think it's, it's more the adult 80s road trip movie. Yeah. yeah. Where you don't have to just be a kid to have wacky adventures. You don't have to be like... But a, this was like an adult film. Like, this was really serious stuff. Yeah, this wasn't geared towards kids at yeah, all. Yeah, but I still found it entertaining. When right. I well, kid, uh, yeah, just... Holds up completely. I think it holds up. It's more of a definitive... Uh, like, yeah, they had the road pictures before and other stuff like that. Right. This is, this is the more... Like, this era. And this you, is probably the definitive one. For and you know, you know what it also did is it... It, it picked a holiday where there's not a lot of movies about. Right. There's not many Thanksgiving movies. There's not many Thanksgiving movies other than Dutch. And we were and we were talking about we should do a Thanksgiving movie and this is This I, is the only Thanksgiving movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I know there's you know, yeah. Usually and we'll, usually if we'll there is, look down the Hallmark Hall of Fame. We'll see what what Hume Cronum is doing. We'll see if he's got any merits or, or anybody from the Cocoon down. series. Right. Right. So what's the guy with the mustache he does the diabetes? Wilford Brindley. Is he alive? I think yes. so. All right, all right. Some, uh, I think he's swimming in some pool in Florida. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this movie holds up. I think it holds up. But do you guys have like a favorite scene in the film? I think I probably. I guess when Mrs. Poole says "fuck," like yeah. you're fucked, and yeah. then also the driving the wrong way on the highway because yeah, it's like the build. <laughs> that is a good. It's yeah. the build up. You're like they're gonna. They're gonna it's the part, awesome. and then they right when they hit between the two. The two trucks, and he looks over at John Candy, and he's the devil. He's just, ah! <laughs> and then they both turn into yeah. skeletons. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, kind of a movie, or kind of a scene that Christmas Vacation kind of did something similar years later, but I guess two years later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, better. This is better because yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because he was taunting, like he's just like, hey, he wore a honk yeah. hat. Yeah. Like, Look at this guy. He's been drinking, yeah. driving the wrong way. <laughs> Uh, but sometimes, like, uh, I've been on the highway before, sometimes a little longer than probably you should be. Right. I get the road dementia, mm-hmm. and then you're like, wait, 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 am I driving the wrong way? All right. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not... You and, you and I have had a couple cross-country trips yeah. where her energy drinks were not invented yet, yes. so... <laughs> uh, like, well, I'll wake up when I hit the car in front of me, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, the, the worst feeling in the world is to wake up and realize you're driving. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's some, I'm doing 75 miles an hour right now. And I'm operating motor vehicle. Just waking up. People yes. are sleeping wow. around me. <laughs> you guys should wake up. You should, somebody needs to be paying attention right, to this car. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's happened to me many more than one time. And usually it's like the worst two seconds of your life. Because you're like, holy fuck, I'm driving. <laughs> There's got to be a Denny's around here somewhere. We need to stop. Uh, uh, is there anything else from this film? You no, I think I think we covered a lot of it. I think it's a, it's a classic movie. It holds up. Uh, if you haven't seen it recently, definitely worth a revisit. It's starting to get that kind of weather where, well, fuck, who knows what kind of weather it is? Because one day it's 70 and the next day right, it's yeah, like 30. Yeah. But when you get one of those nice, blustery days, it's a good movie to pop in and uh, just kind of get you in the in It's the a feel-good movie. Feel-good movie. It's a feel-good winter movie. And in the Midwest, we, we have these things, feel-good winter movies, where mm-hmm. you know you put it on a winter day and... 
Just makes you feel good that you're inside a, a nice gas heated house paying exorbitant amounts of natural gas. Yes. <laughs> that, that gas will be there forever, right? Uh, do you have a top that? Uh, I wanted to plug. Uh, apparently, there's a television show called Community that's not getting the ratings that lots of people think it deserves. Yeah, you know, it's getting the, it's getting the same ratings it did last year, and I think NBC basically had to make the decision they renewed it that this is going to be one of those shows that's never going to get the ratings that it should get, mm-hmm. but we're going to stick with it because it's. Mm-hmm. I think it, the, I'm sure the DVD market later will be pretty good with this. It will. I'm sure. You know, that's that's actually probably a good factor into it, and it gets a lot of press. It's it's you know it's one of those Entertainment Weekly. They hot talk lists. about it all the time. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. Things yeah, it's in the bullseye. It is the bullseye, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, community, where it ties into this podcast is they do a lot of 80s references. Yeah. Uh, I know you didn't get to see tonight's episode okay. by the other people there, but uh, right away, it's kind of one of those episodes where like it's going to be all completely self-contained like in a room. Okay. Within like the first two minutes, uh, we follow him on Twitter, I don't want to mispronounce his name, Arvid, is that his name on the Abed, 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 who by the way is a big Chicago Bulls fan. We had oh, a, really? we tweeted about Craig Hodges together recently. Uh, oh really? He uh, he right away goes, oh, I hate this. This is gonna be one of those bottleneck sitcom episodes where, and I'm like, he, he, <laughs> they just called out exactly what they're gonna do, and they had the zombie. Did you see the Halloween I zombie one? That was pretty good. Uh, anyway, it's a show that often references 80s and 90s cinema. Uh, what we're a fan of, but yet uh, in a clever way. And the, uh, Space Camp episode. Yes, yes, that was excellent. That was one of the better ones. Uh, it, well, I sometimes I just find myself laughing until I'm almost crying. I think it's amazing. Like I, I'm so jealous I didn't come up with it. I'm like, <laughs> this is like I'm writing this show. It not does, that, not that yeah. I'm talented enough to do that, right. but it, it does it in a self-aware way. Like they're yeah. self-aware right. completely, and they, and they right away let you know. I mean, right away they knew they were doing a bottleneck episode, which I never heard that term, but completely is a great sitcom term because you know exactly <laughs> what they're talking about when when you see it. But uh, yeah, completely self-aware, call themselves out, and then did it. And then didn't back away, just went right into it. And I also wanted to push also Saving Grace again. It is amazing. I think it's the... Saving Grace? Saving Grace. Wait, wait. I don't is think this the one with... Uh, Holly Hunter? And a Plumsky? I don't think that's Saving Grace. What's is it called? Saving is Grace. Is this the one you're telling me about? Yeah. Who's Raising this? Hope. Raising, Raising Hope. Oh... Uh, Martha Plumpton? Martha Plumpton. Okay, no, Saving Grace is a bad Holly Hunter show. Yeah, okay. Raising Hope is still has held up. It, it, it got its full season uh, renewal, which is a good sign. Uh, I think we're going to start pumping up now. You're going to see Jason Lee coming up in an upcoming episode. Oh, really? Because uh, he did My Name is Earl, okay. so he has agreed. He's at least one episode, if not more. Uh, we've actually been getting a lot of action on the our pumping of Garfunkel and Oates. Okay. Uh, something that I, I brought out a few months ago. And she has been everywhere uh, Oates she was on okay. uh, she was recently been on Board to Death oh, which really? is a very good funny show are you okay. familiar with that at all no I'll discuss it here in about two minutes uh, she's also she has a role on Board to Death where she uh, plays a girl who has Klingon ears uh, She had, and is dating uh, ZG Zach and uh, Galvanakis, Galvanakis. Uh, she's on Weeds recently she of course has been on Raising Hope a few times uh, and she's actually was recently on The Tonight Show and I missed it because I refused to watch The Tonight Show but mm-hmm. Anyway. You refuse to watch it? I won't watch it. He's okay. And then also, I also wanted to talk about uh, the new... It's, it's been out a season and a half, Blue Mountain State. On we already discussed this on this I podcast. But that was a long time ago. This is I, I just I, watched it all. This, I, I've caught up on every episode within the last 10 days. This is part of one of my favorite segments where you find out something I pumped a year ago and you forgot I said, and then <laughs> uh, and then you bring it up. Anyway, you're right though. It's a great, it's a great show. And it's, uh, the writer uh, Rom- Romanowski. 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 Yeah, uh, he was involved with the Sarah Silverman show. As also, he's also Punchy and How I Met Your Mother. I didn't know he's he punchy, punchy and How I Met Your Mother. And then his, his real name is Chris Romano. Um, the new season has Denise Richards in it. And I yes. don't feel she should be in television at all. No, I hate her. Right. Okay, she did one of the worst versions of Take Me Out to the Ball Game I've ever heard of. Uh, lat two seasons ago at the Cubs game. Okay. Uh, are you good? I think that uh, wraps up mine. Okay, I got a couple. First, uh, there's something. Uh, there's a channel that has kind of slid into people's cable and uh, satellite services in the past about month or so. It's called the Hub. Uh, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, this is their weeknight lineup from six to seven Central Time. Uh, they have a show called Honey I uh, Shrunk Kids, which is actually an hour long TV show, which I never knew. Uh, I don't watch that. Uh, 
uh, but I'm sure it's a delight. Uh, at 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, they run Family Ties. Then they run, why can't I never think of the 8 o'clock show? Wonder Years. Then Doogie Hauser. Then Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. And then the old school Batman. Then Transformers and G.I. Joe cartoons. Um, if you um, were a millionaire and you own your own television network, you would tell me, right? You dreamed, you you decided that you were a millionaire. Right. Make all your friends think that you weren't a millionaire. Right. And then you buy your own network and put your own programming on it. You would tell me, right? This is how I would tell you. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. I would wait a few months until it's it's getting out there. And this network has literally just sprung up everywhere. Uh, and then one day I would come to you and tell you that our podcast is now a television show. <laughs> uh, you ever think about being on TV? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? I bought a network, and now it's on. Uh, and th- th- this is what I would do, though, is I'd give you a secret homage. is where I'd put cartoons like Transformers and G.I. Joe's on that you might enjoy. Whatever. You know, whatever. Uh, if you see He-Man pop up in the next couple months, you know something's up. What about Thundercats? I could do Thundercats. All right. What about Galaxy Rangers? No. All right. <laughs> I would I would pay for the final two installments of Pirates of Dark Water that never got made. To that be was on an there. excellent show. I mean, that for like a like eleven twelve year old, that was a good cartoon. They, I, they made eleven of a thirteen episode series. Where the fuck are the other two episodes? Did you see that they released Scrubs, the episodes they didn't put on TV. They released Scrubs in the DVD box set. Who the they just fuck is gonna watch that? Somebody will watch it. But I mean, that, that Scrubs was on forever. How much yeah, money did they make for the yeah, stupid network? You, you know, and they didn't even. Broadcast the last few episodes. Well, you know, because they didn't, because it was on a different network. Yeah, it was on ABC. All right. Uh, And it was bad. And really, yeah, and it was horrible. Uh, Secondly, real quick, I'm going to reference Bored to Death, which I just kind of referenced. Okay. Uh, It is an HBO show. We're in the second season. They just got signed for a third. I'm not going to lie to you. It has, the stars are Jason, is it Schwartzman? Schwartzman. The Rushmore. Rushmore. Uh, Ted Danson uh, is very good. Uh, He's an older stoner. And uh, ZG. Uh, Zach, our, our man Zach and this is why I give Zach credit just because he totally obviously signed on the show before he hit he got big he got big and he has continued to be he's all blown up uh, the first season I I was not a huge, I enjoyed the characters but I didn't feel that the writing allowed the characters to interact well and we're now almost done with one episode left in the second season and it is phenomenal every episode it's not one of those shows where you're like it's must see like where something's going to happen there's no you know it's just a, it's nice it's just a nice show okay. the characters blend well Ted Danson does a phenomenal job ZG does a great job but Ted Danson did he used to be a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox yes he did okay good uh, Samuel okay uh, anyway it's just one of those shows where I'm uh, a huge fan of uh, it's really grown on me it's one of those where you got to give it a little time, but they really uh, developed the second season. I look forward to it. Uh, Jason Schwartzman plays a unemployed writer uh, who becomes a private detective, oh, and uh, he goes on. Is crazy. that similar to a Jason Lee program where he sings blues and jazz tunes? I uh, know because uh, that is a Memphis drama okay. where he's a police officer. Okay, different, different. Uh, this show has a lot of really good guest stars. Kristen Wiig uh, from SNL has she a is probably one of the funniest. She is awesome, and she plays a reoccurring character. Where she's just like a drunk bar slut uh, who's ZG every now and then ends up accidentally sleeping with. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But a lot of the guest stars are people you absolutely like are familiar with, like you've seen. They're known in like. The hip funny circles, like uh, the indie comedy, the indie comedy, the, yeah, they're in the indie scene. Garfunkel and Oates, they on that show? Uh, well, yeah, uh, Otis, yes. Oh, really? She's the girl who plays the Klingon here. So okay. GG's okay. on and off. Uh, anyway, that's what I got. Those are uh, a couple different things. Check out, look for the hub on your local uh, cable provider. I believe in our area. I know Directv and I believe Comcast both carry it. The hub, yep, Comcast, Comcast does. Comcast does. Yep. Okay, yeah, uh, good channel. Do you have anything that you think is awesome? Third seasons usually that's where they pick up in the second because I've seen a couple episodes of Sport to Death. Yes, and a lot of times it's usually a lot of comedy shows. That's where they really find their footing. Is yeah, it really and the second and being a third. You're right, and they're really starting to gel. That's where because I've seen the first. I saw like the first episode. I think part of the second. I liked it, but yeah, it just wasn't like yeah, yeah. yeah, It wasn't Uh, anything you wanted to come back to. You're just like ah, if it's on, it's on. Do you think it's like Parks and Rec? In that, that I think Parks and Rec's a little bit better. Yeah, Parks and Rec is... I, at this point, even though it's not on currently, I still believe Parks and Rec okay. is one of the best shows on television. Okay. As far as the way they... Their second season was just awesome. Okay. A show that's also like that, the game in the second season is The League. You think it's... it's I, a little bird told me that they think it's better than Always Sunny. Uh, 
that little bird did not say it was better than Always Sunny. That little bird said that if if they were just going, if they had the same catalog of shows right now, uh, the league I would think is definitely better. However, Always Sunny does have that has built up four or five years of pretty good shows. Good shows, and they are you know trying to come up with new stuff. So you got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, the league is really found its niche, though. I mean, they're they know what they're doing. They're hammering it home. Yeah. For me, Thirty Rock. That's one that's still that's going. Still yeah, with me. that's that still entertains me every time I watch it. Uh, it's not it's not always at the top of its game, but it's consistent, consistent. It is, and here's and that's why I don't think it's it's getting some of the uh, attention that it got. Pre- I thought it got maybe got a little too much attention to start. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. but. Now, shows like 30 Rock lose like their momentum, not because they get any less good. I think it's just as good as it's ever been. But it's because they, they're they so good that they don't have to peak. You know, it just maintains that level through. Okay. I thought their live episode was excellent. I yes, thought they did a really good yes, job. Did you see that? Uh, with uh, New Adventures of Old Christine, the star of New Adventures yes, of yes, Old Christine. Yes, she was involved. Yeah. <laughs> she was definitely involved. Um, Always Sunny, that one I picked up from the first season. Yes. That's when I first originally found that. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, during the writer's strike, that's when it kind of... For me, I don't know, that's when it really took off. Was what, like seasons three and four? Really oh, I agree. I, I felt agree. it faltered a little bit in four, for me personally. Um, but that's really when it took off. Like, everybody got found big. it. That's when everybody found it. But I've... That people wearing the t-shirts. back around this season okay. has actually been... Pretty it's been solid. Well, it's been right? solid. I really I like the Backwood right. Cousins inbred people. That's your favorite. Those are your <laughs> yeah, favorite. I think it's awesome. Bump, yeah. bump it. Bump it. Bump it. <laughs> All right, well, I think this uh, is wrap up our episode. I think it wraps up our episode. I think it was uh, quite a good time. Plane, trains, and automobiles. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, what are we going to do next? What's going to be our next show? Uh, that's a good question. Are we going to do Gremlins next? We actually haven't discussed it. No, not yet. Uh, is it going to be a Christmas show or we might do the breakdancing show? Uh, no, I, I think the breakdancing show is just going to loom out there for a while. Okay. It's going to be a lot of work. And maybe vice versa. You know, I'm a big fan of vice versa. I love vice versa. We, I love 18 again. I, vice versa, we've discussed that we think is the best of the body swapping. Okay. Right? Are you in agreement? We, I believe so. Okay, in the past. Yeah. 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 Is there Kurt Cameron? Uh, 18 again. There, no, Kurt no, Cameron. Like Father Like Son. Like Father Like Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do vice versa, which does have a Christmas type theme. It's got a young Fred Savage, who we all know I adore. Uh, I don't oh, think we've done a Fred Savage film yet. Fred Savage just directed Blue Mountain State two weeks ago. Oh, really? And he's did, he did a couple of episodes. Uh, he's done a lot of Always Sunny. Him and Bobcat and Goldblake people. do a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he did uh, Blue Mountain State two weeks ago. Uh, so anyway, that's coming up. Uh, and then, yeah, we got our Christmas vacation, Gremlins. We might throw an extra movie in the December. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we are the Awesome 80s Podcast, available on iTunes. Uh, awesome. Appreciate a comment. And also the awesome80s.com and the awesome80s.net. And if you'd like to follow us, we are at... We're at the Twitter. We're at the, uh, the Awesome 80s Pod. The Awesome 80s Pod, one word? One word. Okay. And also on the Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm Michael. I'm Lawrence. And I'm the other Michael. Don't fuck with the babysitter. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now.